All right, Ridge Runner Nation, welcome back to another edition of Trail Talk. We're going to sit down today with James Fox, and we're going to talk about his running career, where he's going, where he's came from, and some of his recent wins and some good places that he has. So let's get into it. How's it going, James? Good. I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. It's a nice day, isn't it? Yeah, it's really nice out. Do um, you want to start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, so my name's James Fox. I'm a grad student here at Ohio University. I also did my undergrad here, um, but I'm studying geology. And um, I also ran cross country here. And after I graduated um, my senior year, I kind of wanted to stay involved in the running community. And so I applied to work at OVRC, which they so graciously hired me at. And um, Ever since, I've been kind of just experimenting with, well, I guess, uh, my capabilities and trying to run longer stuff. And um, somehow I've ran even more consistently now than I did during undergrad. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Um, more fun yeah. now. It's, uh, it's a little um, less stressful now, not being on the team. Um, I loved it, but now it's, it's just different, you know? Yeah, you're in one of those interesting spots where you get to take that information that you've learned being on cross country and you're getting to apply it like many of the other runners into long distance nowadays. Right. right. Um, which is a really cool, I think, aspect of that. Um, let's jump back into your history a little bit. Just yeah. not too far, but like um, a couple weeks ago was Iron Furnace and you actually did really well winning the overall. <laughs> um, let's talk about that race a little bit and kind of was that your goal when you went into that race or was the win? Yeah. Um... The goal, the main goal was to uh, to try to beat the course record. And I didn't know if that was going to take um, like third place or second place. There were some fast guys signed up for it. And um, it was my first real race since the Columbus Marathon um, in October. Um, but I was familiar with that trail. I had backpacked there a few times and ran there um, with my friend Adam Wise. And uh, we really just wanted to go after that course record, and it ended up being the most perfect day. Um, and ended up coming a little bit shy, um, but ended up walking away with a win. So I was pretty happy with it. So what, are, what kind of training did you do leading up to that race to, to really go for that course record? That is a very difficult <laughs> half and a lot of hills and everything. So Yeah, it's a little hillier than I remembered it. Um, Honestly, my, my main goal was um, not that race this spring. Um, so I was kind of orienting my training around um, a 50K. Um, and this was, uh, Iron Furnace was just a great opportunity to kind of get a really good workout in for that 50K distance. Um, but I was doing um, a lot more trails than I normally did. Um, going out to Strouds once or twice a week. Um, and then um, running like on the bike path or on the roads um, and trying to really get down into that quicker pace around like 550 pace for like five or six miles, seven miles. Um, but then the main thing was to do long runs um, with a mix of trails or just all on the roads with um, a fair amount of elevation gain in them. And then typically I try to uh, yeah, speed up that second last uh, half of the long run to get down the race pace. 
Um, and my long runs range from like 15 miles to like 22 at that time. Okay. Um, so you're pretty happy with that, obviously. And then that yeah. led you up to that 50K, which is the next one you were talking about, which is yeah. the Promised Land, which you also did really well in being fifth overall and time of five hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that's a David Horton race, so I'm sure that one was also difficult. Um, how did Promised Land go? Yeah, Promised Land, um, that was the real goal for the spring. Um, the, the main goal for that one, I kind of had two initially to try to break five hours. And obviously that didn't happen. Um, but my secondary goal was to try to be in that top five range and kind of round it out for the Ohio guys that went down there. Um, it's funny, the top five were Ohio guys, uh, Michael and Michael Owen and Travis Sitfeld, um, Flatlanders in Virginia. <laughs> um, but it was, it was really good. I, I had a blast somehow running that long. <laughs> that was my longest run ever. Yeah, you had not run anything up to that point before, right? No. Um, that length. My longest run was a, a, the Columbus Marathon last year, so. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Um, what made you do this transition into long distance? Because so for your for the Iron Furnace, like that's a half marathon, it's a pretty good run. And in terms of nutrition, that's not a really a thing you're thinking about a lot of times. But now with the longer distance marathons and the 50k, and I'm assuming future distances of, of longer length from you, um, nutrition is going to play an interesting aspect into it as well. Yeah. Um, how, how did that work with Promised Land? Yeah, I'd never really um, thought about nutrition before I started running like marathon distances. Um, and it's really, it's really kind of neat to play around with to see what works and what doesn't work. Um, with Promised Land, I, I, uh, I used a lot of goose and um, I had a bottle of Morten. Um, but you kind of just have to keep taking in calories every every 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and the, the the aid stations are really well spaced in that one and you can fill up with like tailwind and potato chips and like popsicles and stuff. Typical ultra. Yeah, food yeah. Food choices. <laughs> I've heard a trend recently being um, oatmeal cream pies or whatever. Yeah, what yeah. I was saying is the new trend in ultra running snacks. <laughs> I'm always afraid to try anything too crazy when I'm out there. I normally try to keep it pretty pretty bland but salty too that's always kind of nice um, I think I had a pickle for the first time um, during a race at, at promised land so that was fun yeah I always find it interesting many runners in the in the ultra style at the very end of the races just scarf down whatever they can grab a lot yeah of like I don't whatever you see like pictures of Michael taking <laughs> two liters to the face at the end of the near the end yeah there was like two day or a day old pizza that had been sitting out that I kind of scarfed down a few pieces afterwards. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's been really interesting to, to kind of have the nutrition aspect of, of racing too. That's a whole new component to your training. Yeah, definitely. Um, so during Promised Land, was there, let's go from like kind of start to the end. Like, did you have any, did you start off really strong and just felt strong the whole day or did you have some, some serious ups and downs throughout the the course um yeah after five hours is a long time yeah it's kind of that's almost too long to be running <laughs> um 
Yeah, I started off, um, it was me and Michael and, and Travis, we were all together for like the first three miles and kind of started to um, strand out a little bit within those three miles. Um, and like the first four, like uphill the whole time. <laughs> um, but then I was kind of on my own uh, after like mile five or so. I couldn't really see anyone. Occasionally seeing Travis up up on the straightaways. Um, but uh, it kind of tops out and gets a little bit rolling. And I tried to kind of cut it down a little bit there. It's nice and open like grass trails. And um, then like kind of went on a road for a bit and that was, that was fairly easy, but um, there's a really hard technical, for me, technical downhill section at mile 13. And that's where a lot of people um, kind of put some time on me. Um, something I need to work on in the future is hard technical downhills. Um, and then, and that was all the way honestly until mile like 17. And a mile 18 is where I kind of hit my, my first of two low points in the race. And I was just kind of shuffling along and um, I didn't really know where I was <laughs> at, in the race. And um, then there was just this, this aid station and they gave me some popsicles and kind of brought me back to life a little bit. And then I just kind of kept shuffling, kind of found this groove somehow between mile 20 and like 25 where I hit another aid station and they kind of prepared me for the huge hill at the end. And um, that was where I hit my second low point. Um, at mile 26 or so, there's, there's like an 1800 foot hill climb. And um, it's up that same um, um, technical downhill that I was talking about. And um, man, I really struggled up that. <laughs> that I, didn't, I didn't really know how I got, was gonna get through that one. I ended up getting past somewhere along the way. And um, I don't know, once I got to the top, I, I was so relieved, but I ended up walking up so much of that hill, which I'm not really used to as a cross country runner. Right. Um, um, but after that, I kind of just sucked it up. There was like four miles to go and it was all downhill. So I ended up hitting like my fastest mile at 30, mile 33, 537. So I was pretty happy with that. Very quick. Yeah. Yeah, training for 1,800 foot climb in Athens is it's hard to do. difficult. There's not, what is it, I think the, the longest one here is like 260. Yeah, something like so that. Consistent, that's hard to do around here. It is, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. you just have to run as many hills as you can. <laughs> that treadmill trend people have been doing, like 15%. And True. I don't know. I, I, haven't, I haven't experimented with that. Mainly just to stick it to them. <laughs> Sweet. Um, let's take it back quite a few years and let's go back to like, like when did you start running? Like what's your, what's your first memory of a, a race that you ever took part in and kind of what led you to even go down the path of running? Uh, yeah, I, um, I used to play soccer all the time um, when I was like really little all the way up until um, eighth grade. And in eighth grade, I also got convinced to run track by a friend. And I ended up doing really fairly well in track in the shorter events that ran like the 800 and 400 a lot. Um, and I was really excited to um, run 
track and cross country in high school. And then that kind of all fell through and I did band for like <laughs> two years, marching band for two years. And um, I ended up doing jazz band and, and a, a bunch of music stuff. And then um, I had always kind of missed the running aspect. Mm -hmm. And um, I was fortunate to have a few friends, um, Adam Wise in particular, who kind of brought me back into the running world and um, ended up running uh, cross country my junior and senior year. And um, never was like the fastest guy on the course or anything, but kind of at the tail end of that top seven and then somehow finagled my way into college cross country too. <laughs> nice. How did yeah. that go for you, cross country and college? It was, it was good. Um, there's a, a kind of a big transition between like 5Ks to 8Ks. Um, and that was kind of a struggle at first. But it was kind of the same thing with um, high school. I was never like the fastest guy again. Mm -hmm. And um, I just kind of held on to the back of the pack. Um, and just kind of did that for a few years. And uh, didn't really start. Um, kind of excelling as a racer until fairly recently. The uh, cross-country experience at OU, did you walk on the team then? Like yeah. Sophomore, freshman? Uh, it was uh, my freshman year. Um, I was trying to get in on the team, and um, they were eventually like, yeah, I mean, there's a spot for you if you just want to walk on. And so I walked on, did the whole pre-camp thing, and, and then that was that. Um, so what, what led you to wanting to do longer distance races? Um, so you did that for cross country then for the four years of college and mm -hmm. then assuming you didn't run too much trail or long distance stuff while you're in cross country or did you do some of it and then just recently started doing a lot more? Um, <clears throat> I've always been, um, a big fan of like, uh, like backpacking and stuff. So I've always kind of had trail running kind of on the back of my mind. And a friend actually, it was my senior year, um, I think it was in March or something, um, wherever, whenever the, the Bobcat half is. Um, and like the last minute he asked me to run the, the half with him. And uh, I woke up pretty hungover and was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And ended up getting like second place. Um, and that was like, the first time I was like, oh, trail running is actually kind of fun. Um, and then you look at like the natural progression of a lot of college cross country runners, it seems like you, the next thing is just to run longer. Like a lot of people go from cross country to, to running like a marathon, mm -hmm. trying to qualify for Boston. And then I think when you work at a place like OVRC or live in a place like Athens, trail running is obviously part of the community. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I've really been really fortunate to have like a lot of mentors in the, in the trail running world that have kind of just left the doors wide open and the opportunities um, to just go around with them and kind of explore the trails around here. Um, but um, a 50K was not really on the uh, schedule for a while and, and uh, I never would have thought I would run a 50K last year, but um, we'll see where the future takes me, I guess. <laughs> um, so long distance stuff, you previously had a 24 hour event 
yeah. um, with the cross country team. Um, you want to talk about that event and maybe what about that event may have fostered some inspiration for longer yeah. style distance stuff? Yeah, that was a really unique event. Um, I'd like to do something like that again, actually. Um, you run one mile and then you pass a baton onto your teammate. They run one mile, they pass it on and you do it around a track for 24 hours and see how far your team can get. And I think our team averaged like 28 miles a person in 24 hours. And like sometimes we would run like really fast if we were trying to goof off or mm. sometimes at like 3 a.m. we'd be pretty dead <laughs> and not run as fast. Um, but that was just a really unique event um, that you don't really get the opportunity to do that often. So how many how many people took part in that? Um, on my team, there were, we started out with eight, but I think two people eventually dropped out um, at one point. Um, so we ended up with six people and kind of struggling at the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a really unique thing to be able to do. Were there like multi-teams? So yeah, yeah, there were, um, gosh, I don't know how many teams, but ranging from um, high school students to a few college students to like parents. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Was it? Um, was there any like winnings for it or just bragging rights? Uh, uh, kind of bragging rights. There was another high school team um, that was like a year younger than my team that we were trying to beat. And I think we eventually edged them out. Um, but there were no, uh, I think that it was uh, like a pledge. Um, so however many miles we ran, um, our pledges would have to donate money to the Lancaster Cross Country and Track Program. Yeah, it sounds like a fun. Yeah, it was event. cool. I, I kind of hope something like that gets started, um, started. down here. I, well, I asked Michael. I think his response was, do you want to organize it? <laughs> I'm sure he's busy with all of his races. Right. <laughs> but did that, did that race have any, like, um, put any thoughts in the back of your head about, like, long distance running as a possibility? Or was it just fun, fun and never uh, thought about it? Or I think at that point it was just kind of fun. Um, it was still early on in my career. And uh, I think I got kind of scolded by the other cross country runners um, on the OU team because they thought it was gonna ruin my summer training. Um, but an another, Adam Wise did it with me and, and we all did fine eventually. But uh, it was just pretty fun at the time. Nice. Um, do you have any, so what do you got coming up in the future? Like what are your, what are your upcoming goals and, and things like that for, for running? Yeah, um, so I was originally signed up for the uh, Thunder Bunny 12K, which is this upcoming weekend. And um, I was really excited for that. Um, and uh, kind of, I don't know, just a, after running Promised Land and like having such a fun time with that, uh, I've decided to run a bump up to the 50K. So, um, I have like three or four days to get ready for that. Cover, um, ready for that. But I'm feeling okay. The knee is feeling a little weird. Um, but it, it, it should be good. The competition is, is fairly close, I think. Um, uh, Alex Gold will be there. Um, apparently he just ran pretty quick at uh, the Flying Pig Marathon, which is a pretty hilly marathon. And then Adam Wise will always be there um, to push. So, what's your goal? 
Do you have a goal in mind, or are you just going to have fun? Um, I uh, I would like to be in the top three. I think that course record is pretty stout, um, and I think it's going to be a little bit muddy. Um, it's supposed to rain the next two days. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the first year at Thunder Bunny, I worked at the first aid station, which is also the last one for the 50K. Yeah. And, like, it, it just rained the entire day, and it rained the day before. <laughs> People just came through, like, covered in mud. So, yeah, that should that should be pretty fun. Could <laughs> um, use some new muscles in that one. Yeah, that'll feel a little weird. Although I think the course record was set during a fairly muddy year. Yeah. It was. Was, it, was it that year? I think it was. Yeah, so. I don't know off the top of my head, so don't don't quote me 100%, <laughs> but I think it was. Um, but I think, yeah, Wesley's coming down. He's going to watch, I'm assuming, hopefully get some footage. He's, uh, he's got you in the predictions in the top. Yeah, three, I, I saw think. that. Uh, um, yeah. So he thinks he thinks you're going to do fairly well. As well. I think he put me somewhere in the top five. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I... I feel about that, but <laughs> you, got, you got like a little bullet on your back. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. I don't really, I don't, I don't know. I, I think top top three or top five is is fairly reasonable. Don't want to put myself out there too far. I would agree. You gonna finish that race and uh, enjoy some nice brews? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think we'll probably be swimming at Stroud's afterwards. Um, it should be warm that day. Yeah, I know. It's supposed to be like perfect weather. Um, so run for like four and a half hours and then hang out. <laughs> it's always a good time. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting race that day because of the 12K is the collegiate yeah. championship, I believe, right? Yeah, that's so. that'll be pretty cool. Um, I think it's a, at a different start time than everything else. Um, so that'll be neat to kind of hear how that goes. Um, and hopefully they really blow it out of the water. I think it'll be pretty fast. Yeah. Um, especially since they have like a, a fairly reasonable um, winnings to take home. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to see how quick they can go on that, on those two trails. Yeah, they're not, they're a lot up and down. Yeah. So, yeah. They're gorgeous trails. Yeah, they are beautiful. So let's look into the future beyond Thunder Bunny this weekend. Yeah. Um, what do you have in mind and kind of maybe what some goals you have for yourself throughout this year and next year? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I haven't quite decided the, the race lineup, but I think I'm going to probably do the Columbus Marathon again. Um, and that'll be in October. And... Uh, Try to break, run two thirty something, um, break two forty, um, and then from there, I, th I think that would be a good tune up to then run um, the JFK fifty miler. Um, it's a fast course. Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty quick, um, and that'll be kind of the next progression in distance. I think um, the last fifty miler I did didn't really pan out that well. Uh, so I kind of have to redeem myself. And you might as well do it when the second half is like a marathon on like a flat um, towpath. So. Speaking of that race, are you going to attempt to go back and show um, that race who's boss? Or uh, 
Or are you just gonna leave that one as is? Yeah, the, the Shawnee 50 was interesting. Uh, immense amount of elevation. Yeah, it's pretty absurd. Desolate, <laughs> desolate trails out there in the Shawnee. Yeah, that place is honestly like wild. Um, no, that that was good. Uh, I think I was kind of naive at that time, <laughs> but uh, I had just ran the Columbus, and like two weeks after it was Shawnee, and I was like, eh, might as well go for it. It's just fifty miles. How far did you make it during that race? Uh, Thirty-one miles, and. Um, it was like freezing temperatures that day and I was feeling like crap at like mile 15. So I don't know how I ended up making it that far. <laughs> Were you part of the uh, core group that went up the trail? Yeah, yeah. It was like the top five of us at the time at like mile six, ended up getting redirected to a different direction than everyone else. And um, Got an extra three miles? Yeah, turned us around a mile and a half in and we like, sped to catch back up to everyone and that's where I kind of crashed and burned when I was trying to make up that time and uh the race is already long of course it's an ultra so it's not going to be exactly 50 miles right um and I was just thinking like an extra three miles after 54 or whatever like that's just absurd so that didn't help my my mentality throughout the day. Getting closer to 100k. Yeah, like that race. Come on. on <laughs> I'm sure I had to put a big damper on the the mood for it, the whole day. It did. It. Um, it I was kind of sad about that one, <laughs> but I mean, I it was just I really underestimated the hills. I hadn't really been running that many hills to get ready for Columbus, which was my main goal for the the fall. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think the timing of it really works out for me. Um, yeah, this year, I think this year in October, isn't it? Yeah. It's earlier. Um, which I think is a good call. Um, the weather will probably be a little bit better. Hopefully get some more people to do it. Um, but it's already like growing to be a large success, I think. Um, it's got that like title of Ohio's hardest, hilliest ultra or whatever it is. Yeah, it's a pretty tough one. It is, yeah. Um, so after the JFK, um, do you have intentions to, to keep racking up that distance oh, or do you kind of make those decisions <laughs> when you get there or like is the is the goal 100, is the goal 24 hour races? Um, people keep asking me like when are you going to run 100 miles and <laughs> uh, uh, I really personally right now have no serious intention of racing 100 miles in the near future. Um, and the same thing with like the backyard ultra stuff. Like I, I don't really, I'd rather run a 100 mile race, I think, than <laughs> run 100 miles in 24 hours um, or try to. Um, but uh, I kind of just toy around with it. I think it's f more fun to run um, faster to try to run faster um, with like these kind of intermediate distances like mm -hmm. the marathon the 50k um, speed matters in those distances whereas the 100 it's yeah strategy yeah it's, it is and just like really finding that that um, pace where you can just like consistently knock off miles um, but I think while I can I'll probably just try to push myself um, and try to get some faster um, I never thought I'd be saying an intermediate distance is 50K. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's the goal right now. 
still, it's always a funny question to find about people. When did, when did you ever hear of what an ultra was? Like, so when I started running, it was like the marathon was the longest thing and that was it, right? Yeah, I thought and, that was it. And then all of a sudden I found out about ultras and then it was like, you mean you run four marathons? <laughs> and like, now that I like hang out with like the running store for people in the running community down here, like more often than not, I can point to someone and be like, they probably run a hundred. Yeah. Whereas like I go outside of that group and everyone's like, what? <laughs> So like where did where did like what did you think when you first heard of like the ultra distances? Uh, I thought it was pretty ridiculous, honestly. <laughs> when I first heard about, I I don't know exactly when. Probably probably uh, sometime in in college is when I really started to like know people who were running hundred mile races, and and I was like, oh, they so they're just slow. I mean, they just slog it out at a really slow pace. But I mean, some of these hundred milers racers can still like knock out sub 16 5ks like yeah um, like Walmsley and, yeah and, I mean even Michael can yeah seriously super fast 5ks it's pretty impressive um but yeah like I mean Jonathan Bernard he like started running ultras like kind of just off the bat and he I feel like never really experimented too much with like these like dainty 5ks and stuff um it's just pretty. It's pretty wild um, to kind of step into that world and kind of realize like, what people are doing with it. And people are really pushing the boundaries with, with like the 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 fifty mile record was just broken this past week by Jim Walmsley on the road, at, like five forty something pace. Like that's that's pretty cool to me. It's really fast. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I could run a five forty mile. I'm a, I'm a fast runner, so like. To do that for 50, let alone do it for a half marathon or even a full. Yeah. It's still like respectable time. Seriously. I I love that. (laughs) um, Yeah. I'm interested to see where that's going to go in the future and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's talk about uh, maybe a little bit, since you say you do work at the running store and you've made mentions about how that's impacted you. Yeah. um, In your running career and just personally. what kind of like what do you think about like the ultra running community and and what kind of what has it done for you and helps you and like the running store and team run athens and yeah um honestly i think the ultra community is awesome um they promote like so much positivity um within running um and that's kind of what i was looking for after i got out of like the college scene where it's really competitive and everything and very serious um the ultra world is very serious as well but like it's open to everyone, you know, you, everyone can go run out on the trails. And I love seeing that. And especially in a place like Athens, which I didn't, I knew it was pretty um, powerful in the um, trail running world. Um, but like, like Strouds is so awesome and it's right in our backyard. Lake Hope is so close. Mm-hmm. Um, Burr Oak is so Zaleski's close. 30 minutes. Yeah, seriously. Shawnee's 45. Like, this is a pretty you know, neat, like, Wayne National Forest too. Yeah, seriously. A lot of times running out there is always um, awesome. Yeah, for sure. And and I would have never really figured that out without um, the people that I've met in like OVRC. Um, um, OVRC has been a pretty cool um, place to promote all this crazy long running stuff. (laughs) Um. 
So yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our discussion for the most part. Okay. Do you have anything else that uh, you want to chat about? I think that's good. I'm just excited to see how this weekend goes. Uh, we'll be rooting for you. Yeah, thank you. We'll, we'll have the results next week on the rundown. Sounds good. Um, so to end, we've got two fun little questions we're going to ask. <laughs> um, and I think Michael Stoley's from another podcast, and I'm not really <laughs> sure which one off the top of my head. But if you could share a run with any person from history, dead or alive, and assuming they could keep up with you or you could keep up with them, depending on who it is, um, who would you run with and where? <laughs> huh, that's a good question. Um, uh, so I'm a big Freddie Mercury fan. Um, I don't think he was a big runner. <laughs> but uh, it'd kind of be cool to, to chat with him for a, a, a few hours. Um, and honestly, I, th I think it'd be pretty cool to... One of my favorite runs was in uh, Glacier National Park. That was a pretty neat place. Never really felt so alone um, while on a run. Um, but I think I'd probably do some kind of cool run with, with Freddie Mercury. <laughs> it's an interesting one. I always find that question interesting because it's like, because you can quote anybody. Yeah, not, that's, not that's just a runner pretty open. And, and whatnot, so. But yeah, that's a good answer. Um, if And then the second one we have here is, if you had 25 shots from half court on a basketball court, and if you made one, you got $25 million. But if you missed all 25, you go to jail for 25 years. Would you risk the shots? Would you take them? Whew, man. I'm, I'm so bad at basketball. <laughs> I took a basketball course here, and I think I got it passed to me like once. Um, but yeah, why not? Why not go for it? 20, yeah. 25 million is a lot of money. Why, why not? You're bound to make one, right? I would hope so. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for coming on the show with us. Yeah, it's, it's been great. It's been a good time getting to know you and talking about your history and your future goals and whatnot. So yeah. um, check us out on YouTube, uh, Google Play, Apple Podcast Store, all the fun stuff. Um, and we, uh, we'll see you next time on the next Trail Talk. Thank you.